0: Welcome to Murder in the Black with Steph and M.B. Welcome back to Murder in the Black. I'm your host, Steph. And I'm M.D., and today we have an interesting case for you guys, as always, honestly. I mean, honestly, we really do think that all of our cases <laughs> are pretty interesting, which is why we bring them to you, because we find them interesting. Right. Um, and luckily, this this case actually wasn't referred to us. A, quite a few of our, our latest cases have been referred to us by either you guys or by, you know, some somebody else who... Right, our friend Piper, who reached out to us. But this case, uh, MD and I had... I stumbled across it. Um, Actually, our reference is Killer Couples on Oxygen. Right, Snapped. Snapped, Killer Couples. You know, honestly, I just have to give a big plug to Snapped um, Mm -hmm. because they really were one of the first shows that really started my, like, true crime binge. I mean, very first show was... Uh, America's uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved mysteries. Yep. Unsolved mysteries. But but then, like, you know, not too long after that. Lifetime, at one point, because Snap used to be on Lifetime. Did it used to be on Lifetime? Mm. Or am I making that up? No. Okay, Oxygen. Oh. Oxygen just has done a really good job with Snap, And it's gone for so many seasons. That's the great thing about True Crime, mm-hmm. is that it's not going away. Yeah. <laughs> There is never, uh, you know, a cap on it. <laughs> but yeah, so we got this, our reference, our main uh, nugget of research came from uh snap, true crime, killer couples. Right. So we want to give our credit what credit is due. Always. Um. So we what? have entitled this case, No Real Motive. No Real Motive. So grab your coffee if it's the morning, your wine if it's the evening, but either way, let's get into it. So MD tell us what happened in Florida. We've been having a lot of Florida cases. We have. What do they say Florida's weird? Um, <laughs> I don't subscribe to that I don't theory, either. but I do think that it's kind of interesting. So on mm-hmm. April 13th, 2018, 911 mm-hmm. received a call from a young woman named Crystal Lide and i'm going to quote what she said in her call she said and i quote my roommate was stabbed i think somebody might have broken in or something she goes on to say um he's not moving at all i'm sorry his wife is just flipping out right now mm. and so this is a hysterical call by crystal lied she is like you know rightfully so just absolutely distraught because what she is saying took place is that someone broke into her house and stabbed her her roommate and apparently her roommate is a guy who has you know is married to her to his you know to his wife okay so the police get out there they they arrive to you know question both crystal and a woman named latoya woodard and so Latoya Woodard is the wife of the guy that's deceased, and what the police walk into is what can only be described as a bloody mess. Mm. It is blood everywhere, and they they don't know what took place. I don't know what transpired, but what they see is a guy on the ground with the, that is deceased with obvious stab wounds, and they're trying to figure out what. And so they begin to question Latoya and they begin to question Crystal so that they can get to the bottom of this. And what they find out is um, that the guy on the ground is none other than Edwin Daniels. Now, how he got there? Well, that's what our story is about today. So who is Edwin Daniels? Edwin was born in Brooklyn, New York. He was the third child of four. He was born October 26, 1982. So, MD, that's the year you were born as well. Yeah, 82 babies. Rise up. We're 40 this year. Well, last Last year. year. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, so he was affectionately called a teddy bear. And if you guys look at the pictures that we upload of Edwin, you see, like, he he is befitting of the title. But not only that, he was just a really sweet guy. So when he was about 12 years old in 1994, he and his family moved down to Florida. And that's when he started to date a woman in high school named Lachey. Um, it was actually a mutual friend of his of his sister. And him and Lachey had a love affair. And while still in high school, she had their daughter, Jordan. And she was born in 2002. Um, Unfortunately, they went their separate ways, but it was an amicable split and he was a loving provider. And instead of going to college, he decided that he was going to get his start in the tech world. And I have to say that, you know, at that time, that was kind of new or revolutionary dare I say yeah to the early 2000s tech is with like you know really is where it took off I mean even like mm-hmm. a little bit before like 1998 and so folks that like really kind of broke into it at that point they're you they're probably you know very well off at this point like, right yeah it's a it was a up and booming career and um he got in at the ground floor right he did and so he was working at Verizon um he also was very involved in his church community his brother was actually a pastor and he wanted to you know give his gifts up to the lord which i think is amazing he was involved in the media team at church and that is where he met latoya woodward um he met her i think she was about 23 years old Mm -hmm. and um they actually met because he started to room with latoya's brother yeah and so Latoya, just a just a to touch on who Latoya was. She was previously married before she got with Edwin, and um, she had served in the served the in the military, she, so she, the Navy, right? So she recently came out of that, and out of that marriage, she had three boys. And so in 2007, she herself was coming, you know, just coming into the newness of you know being recently divorced moving to a new place and that's where she meets Edwin they soon start to date you know because of course she's over at her brother's house you know trying to be down I, I mean she saw some she liked <laughs> she was like I'm going after that right no. right so they started to date and um they actually had two girls together right And in 2016, they got married, bought a house together in Deltona, Florida. And I don't know if I'm saying the name of that city correctly but please correct us floridians right we are not saying that right because you know we're not trying to butcher a name right at all so i think it's deltona Mm -hmm. deltona florida yes and it's north of orlando for Mm -hmm. those of us that don't live in florida but we know orlando right so so he was a very hard worker a present father um and he just wanted to to make sure that his family was good. And they bought this... I mean, this house was big. It was mm-hmm. a big the way that they described it, anyway, it was mm-hmm. a very big home. But did they live there by themselves? No, because Crystal... Because the home was so big, Crystal decided to invite her friend from the military. Latoya invited Oh, I'm friend. sorry. Latoya decided to invite her friend to live with them. Um, and they had been... They, it was her best friend. They had been best friends since... Um, The military Mm -hmm. and her name was crystal lied and they had good chemistry everybody Mm -hmm. got along so it was it was a natural fit yeah so now that we know a little bit about like a snapshot of edwin who he was what his relationship was with latoya and why crystal was in their house can you tell us a little bit about the the crime scene, what happened after they were able to get there? Like what happened to Edwin? Yeah. So when they get there, you know, they're trying to question, you know, Crystal and LaToya and LaToya is absolutely hysterical. and They're not able to get much information, but they do learn that LaToya, her kids were in the home. Mm. And so they, go, but they were upstairs. They go upstairs. The kids were actually asleep. They, they, you know, get the kids and they take the kids to child protective services so that they can be, you know, safe, safe, and they can have a place where they can question them. Um, they take they take Latoya to the hospital because Latoya is so hysterical. I mean, she started to hyperventilate. I mean, makes sense, right? Like you find your husband, your husband, right? You know, stabbed and now you know to death. I mean, she is like, you know, they had to make sure that she was okay, right? So they take her to the hospital and they take Crystal to um the station to question her further right well and then from that point you know they police go do what they do they csi or they they gather forensics from mm-hmm. the the crime scene and some of the things that they were able to to take from the crime scene uh the crime scene was that they noticed that there were no signs of for- forced entry okay so that kind of ruled out like a robbery mm. they didn't see anything that they could determine was stolen and whenever I've heard that in the past you know like if I see a tv show and I hear that like the police didn't see anything that could be stolen or you know they don't say it in that language but along those lines I'm mm. like how do they know they don't live there but, but really what they're looking at is like they're seeing the valuable things right that are things left the behind. valuable that are left behind mm-hmm. I mean that a burglar would more likely than not take right and so um you know they they kind of you know so they're piecing things together. Uh, the detectives also remove several knives. Um, they even find a knife in the kitchen sink. They thought maybe it could be a cheese knife. Mm. They removed some clothes that had bl- you know blood on them. They took they took um, Latoya's clothes as well because she had some blood she, on right. her. Right. So they okay. took her clothes and then they remove a hat. Now this hat they kept away from the public. Like they didn't okay. let the public know about this hat that they were right so that they were keeping that evidence to themselves in hopes that if somebody mentioned that then they could have a possible lead, right or Or they're just they weren't yeah that's that for sure is one of the reasons another reason is like you can't give the public everything right Right. like you gotta keep some things to yourself and they and maybe the detective we don't know this Mm -hmm. but like i just is like speculating that maybe the detective really felt like this hat you know how you sometimes have a gut feeling about things? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know why this hat is important, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's important. And so they kept that, you know, to themselves. Okay. And so they go and they question the, the, the children and they find that the children were indeed asleep the entire time, like they, wow. had no life, which is amazing. And honestly, really so grateful for that because of the trauma that, you know, they could have had had they right. heard it. Right. Um, but they were asleep the whole time. They didn't hear anything. They didn't see anything. And so they, they you know, rule that out. There's nothing they can gather from the mm-hmm. children. So they now go to, to Crystal and they're like, okay, Crystal, what happened? What did you see? What did you, you know, trying to get a timeline of what happened for her day. And Steph, what's her story? So Crystal said that pretty much it was just a normal day. And what she observed about, um, Latoya and Edwin's relationship is that it was just pretty normal. Um, she didn't see anything that was that made her think they had problems in their relationship. Right. She says they all wake up, go to work, each goes to their own jobs and actually Crystal, not Crystal, but Latoya calls Crystal and asks her to pick up the kids around 5.30. Okay. So Crystal goes and picks up the kids and she arrives home and Latoya wasn't there initially. She she eventually comes so because... So she gets the kid. She comes home. Latoya's not home. Right. Okay. Neither is Edwin. Okay. Nobody's home. Nobody's home. And so she then later on, Latoya does come home. And that's when Crystal says she leaves and goes to Walmart at around 7 p.m. Okay. Then she returns and that's when chaos erupts. She's then told to Call the police because Edwin is on the ground, and she sees the bloody mess. Right, and according to police, they're like, "Mm, "No, uh, uh, Crystal, your story is not aligning," because Latoya's story Mm -hmm. is that you know she they asked her about. So first, before we tell her story, the police, you know, they're always whenever. A spouse is involved, they're gonna ask about the relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, is there motive here? Right. What's going on in that relationship? How were y'all doing? And she, you know, said, you know, we had a normal relationship. We fought sometimes. We argued, but you know, we loved each other. Mm -hmm. We we figured out how to move beyond it. Mm -hmm. We were good, you know, you know, according to her. And she says that on the day of the murder, Mm -hmm. right? She, you know, comes home from work and she asked Crystal to pick up her kids after school. So that part's aligning. And then, you know, she says she gets home and she's tired. And so she went to bed. Okay. And when she, she said she was woken up because she, she said when she went to bed, Edwin wasn't there. Okay. And she said she was awoken, awoken. That is not a word, y'all. Yeah. She (laughs) woke up because (laughs) she heard what she thought was, was Edwin coming in in from the garage like you know yeah. like and i i can relate to that because mm-hmm. if you're in a certain if your room is in a certain place in the house right. you can hear when the garage door is opening that garage door is not always quiet mm-hmm. and you're like okay yeah yeah yeah, somebody's coming in and so she hears that and then she kind of just goes like rolls over and goes to sleep because she's thinking oh it's just edwin All right he'll be, in, at he'll be in in a moment um but then she later hears a loud bang and it's coming from downstairs so she's like, she goes to investigate. Let me go figure out what this is. And she finds Edwin in the condition that the police find him. Right. Stabbed. Right. To death. But Crystal, this is where it kind of, the police are like, what, what is going on? Because Crystal actually says on the 911 call, the initial 911 call MD talked about, she told the operator that she actually heard. Edwin and LaToya arguing before fighting. she left. Before she left to go to Walmart. Right. So this is not this is where it's like, what wait, Crystal? Like which one, which one of your stories is as, accurate? Uh, right. Did you hear them fighting before you went to Walmart? Mm-hmm. Or did you go to Walmart and Edwin was still not home? Right. Which one happened? Right. And so they actually play that recording for Crystal and Crystal says, oh, okay, yeah, that's what happened, you know, I I did hear them arguing, Edwin was at home, <clears throat> this is what happened and I left and I went to Walmart. Right. So, the police, um, you know, take the, uh, Crystal's, you know, new, latest statement, Right. and they attempt to corroborate her statement, right? So, they go to Walmart and they pull footage and they were able to, you know, see crystal on that footage around the time that she said she was there she also purchased some things and that receipt was found in her bedroom so they were able to corroborate that okay this latest story is is accurate it's lining up and so the fingers you know are really pointing towards latoya and what did latoya say about when the police confront her with this new evidence that crystal's lying oh yeah that was just that was she's like crystal's lying Mm -hmm. like i mean she just point blank she she held her ground stood her ground Mm -hmm. on her story like this is the way she knows it to be true Mm -hmm. and um and so they but but they didn't have enough to hold either one of them um they they feel like crystal's telling the truth and Mm -hmm. they don't have enough to hold latoya so they released and they just continue to investigate right and so that's where we get to the autopsy it was actually um The medical examiner found that Edwin had been stabbed a total of 34 times in his head, his face, his tongue, esophagus, and ultimately in his carotid um, artery, which is a main artery. And because that was severed, that really led to him, his ultimate demise of of passing away. Right. Uh, It was just complete overkill because anytime you have a situation where somebody is stabbing you, it's a passionate crime because mm-hmm. the killer could choose to do something that's not personal, like shooting you. Because I could shoot you from a distance and go on by my business. Right. But using a knife implies that it was probably somebody you knew. It um, was a crime of passion, it was a and that's really passion. kind of what they determined that this was more likely a crime of passion and not some intrude, like not basically what Latoya was trying to portray it to, it to be. be like a robbery right or... yeah some intruder did this It's a random stranger or even if it was you know um somebody that did not that wasn't her mm-hmm. it had to have been somebody that was like knew him, knew him and him yeah. had a relationship because it. it was just too much mm-hmm. nobody is gonna do that it was absolutely right. yeah it was absolutely overkill yeah and that's when the case kind of i don't want to say it goes cold but it stalls. The, it stalls because they just don't have enough evidence to charge anybody and they are still trying to figure out what ultimately happened to Edwin and that's when Latoya's family friend goes in to see the police and they tell investigators that Latoya had a boyfriend named Alan Roberson right so she's married but she got a side piece right and they also mention a hat that was found underneath Edwin's body. So, M.D., did you tell us the police did not make that known? They did not make that public. So when she released that Edwin, or when this friend came in and stated that Edwin wore this hat or Edwin had this hat or whatever, it was very clear that, like, this girl knew what she was talking about. Right. And it just further bolstered the police's theory that mm-hmm. LaToya had something to do with this. Right. And so they go and they they begin to question Alan. They pull Alan in and they're trying to figure out what's Alan's story? Where was he? Who is he? Where was he on the day of the crime? And what is his, the nature of his relationship with LaToya? Right. So Alan said, Alan's actually a manager um, at a store. And he essentially just says like, hey, yeah, Latoya and I were friends we're cool um but yeah I ordered food that day I was at (laughs) home with my mom and that's where I was I had nothing to do with this and then he completely just shuts down the interview he's like I don't want to talk He's like where's my lawyer right which let me just pause I'm gonna pause here all the time I'm gonna remind you because if you ever find yourself in a situation where you are being questioned by the police Mm -hmm. you need to get an attorney whether you're innocent or guilty. Get an attorney. Get an attorney. Yeah, I think that's the slogan: innocent or guilty, get an attorney. Get an attorney. You know and what? that's exactly what Alan did because he was like, I don't want, I don't want, well, no, I don't want no smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't want no part of this. I, I, w- I have, I was not a part of this. Like, so they hit another wall yes. because of this, and they start to just like revisit evidence that they already have. So they were able to, through forensic testing, they were able to say that the cheese knife was the knife used in the crime. The crime. And not only that, what, Stephanie, where was this cheese knife? How were they able to, like, link Latoya to this cheese knife? Right. So they looked over uh, a photograph. They, Because, you know, police always take photographs of people in their clothes the day of the crime. And they used that for good reason. Because when they looked over the photograph, they found like a pattern on her shirt of her because her shirt was ripped and the pattern that they found matched the cheese knife that was used in the crime wow. or to kill Edwin yeah. and they also found blood on her and it wasn't the type because we can do splatter and forensics and we can do splatter tests the only way that she was able to get that blood on her shirt was if she was the perpetrator So it's looking real guilty-like for LaToya. Absolutely. So, you know, with all of this crime scene evidence, like with all, they're, they're able to pretty much match this knife to LaToya. Right. They're able to say pretty, you know, with a very clear conscience that they think that LaToya is responsible for Edwin's death. But now they're trying to figure out what is the motive? What was what was you know um Latoya's motive for killing Edwin and so they go and pull phone records and they you know uncover hundreds of messages between Alan and and Latoya. And so, you know, they're able to corroborate that there was some sort of a relationship here. Okay. Um, and in those messages, you know, it was they talked about, you know, just how much they liked each other, wanted to be with each other. Um, there was communication about, you know, or innuendo about there being some sort of a miscarriage. And now it's not clear if that miscarriage was, you know. Allen's or Edwin's, right? Um, she just makes a statement that you know, failure of a you know her being a woman, like she failed as a woman because she couldn't, you know, carry this carry this to term. And but in all of these text message communications, there's no conversations, no, um, nothing about Edwin, right? Nothing about her being married having a husband like, he's in the way he's in the, the way like him out of the way none of that happened i think that the police they're they're, they're they are they they can not 100 percent rule out alan but what they do know is that alan was where he said he was going to be because phone data does corroborate that his phone and i'm being very clear mm-hmm. that his phone mm-hmm. was you know where he said he was right at the time of the murder but it also just doesn't appear that Alan just really was as invested in this relationship as Latoya was. Right. And so, they're, you know, they're not able to, you know, say with confidence that the motive is to be with Alan. Right. it it be possibly. Could be. But not with solid confidence. Right. So, so what else did they look at they looked at a possible second motive because there was a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy out on edwin and she did try to immediately collect on it after his murder they also had money issues in the relationship so it was that but a hundred thousand dollars yeah a hundred thousand dollars and i know that like a hundred thousand dollars could do do some damage in my life right now right but $100,000 is not something that I'm about to kill over because it's not about to set me up. Right, life. it won't. It'll pay off my bills, It'll some pay bills. Some of my bills. I'm but still I'm still going to have to s- work. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> I'm still going to have to work. I'm still going to work. I'm not set for life like, right. at all. So, so they just kind of look at that and they say, possibly. Right. But we don't know. Right. But what they do know is that the evidence points to her. Right. And so they take her to trial. Right. They do take her to trial. But before they do that, they actually go and confront Alan. Um, and they offer him immunity. So they're like, you know, there's two types of immunity, right? MD you right. told me about. What what which one? So I- and and I I'm, she's putting me on the spot. Guys, I, am. So I don't have the actual term, so please forgive me. But there are two types of immunity, and I'm going to refer to them not in their actual term, but just kind of what they mean. And that may be helpful for you. So you can have either full immunity or you can have limited immunity. Nine times out of ten, most people that are offered immunity... Are provided for limited immunity and that's basically the information that you, you give the police cannot be used against you so if i if i if i come and the police say hey we're going to provide you immunity to tell us everything that you know and then i tell them everything that i know they're recording that they're transcribing that but then they go and then they use that to go convict let's say steph like you know in a, in mm-hmm. a crime well then they can't turn around and then try to convict me based on that same, my testimony, because that my testimony was immunized. Like right. it's, it cannot be used against me. However, if they find new evidence mm. that I did not tell them about, I can be convicted based upon that new evidence. So that's limited immunity. That's mm-hmm. what most people are afforded. Mm-hmm. Um And I say most people I'm talking about us, just people that's walking around Us, Joe Snows, me, mm-hmm. you, and everybody listening. But full immunity is offered to, like, presidents or Mm, government officials. Like, that's usually who is a a military Mm -hmm, personnel. mm -hmm. That's usually who is afforded full immunity. That means that everything they say, everything they find, nothing can ever be used to convict them for Mm -hmm. this said crime whatever right so those are the two types of immunity very much in a lay you know version on the spot without being able to give you the legalese but Mm that hopefully clears up some mud for you right it definitely does and so he was offered i'm sure the limited immunity and that was in september of 2018 now alan didn't come out and say really anything that helped police alan was like I still don't know nothing. I stand by what I said. Right. Alan said I said what what I I said. said, And I was not there. Right. I don't know nothing about Mm -hmm. this. And we were just friends with benefits. And it really seemed to investigators that he was still trying to protect her. And because they could not confirm that it was him, and because his phone, as you said, was his mom in them house and they had something to eat and that was just all that they could go right. off they, they had nothing to show that he was lying. Right. Even though there was, the officers had their doubts mm-hmm. about his story and not that they think that he was necessarily at the scene of the crime, mm-hmm. but they think that he probably knew something. Right. He probably knew she was planning this or mm-hmm. knew that she wanted to do this mm-hmm. or whatever. They were trying to get, like, basically saying, listen Alan, we're not trying to get you. But we are trying to convict her. Right. Can you help us? And Alan was like, No. No, I can't. I cannot. So they went forward with the case. They were confident that they could prove that Latoya killed Edwin. So in November of twenty eighteen, they charged her with first degree murder. Um, and Edwin's family was elated because they knew, like they felt like they knew without a shadow of a doubt, as evidence came out that she was the perpetrator and that they believe the family believed that that she killed him for the life insurance money and to be with this this here boyfriend you're right so they go to trial and it took the jury less than two um hours to return a verdict um on february uh i'm sorry um Yep. on february 7th 2020 she was found guilty of second degree murder and was sentenced to life in prison um yeah that that With, and without the possibility of parole of parole and edwin's family was very thankful they felt like justice was served and although I, i've said this in cases md has said this in, in cases um it's it's not justice because of course edwin cannot come back to his family and enjoy his family. But they feel like under the circumstances, they got who killed him. And for them, they can sleep at night knowing that the person who was capable of that type of evil is behind bars. Absolutely. And it sucks. But, you know, like you said, it's some semblance of justice. Um, And it's it's the justice system working. For them, that's how they felt. They felt that this was the justice system working. So, that is the end of the case of Edwin Daniels. So, let's get into our takeaway, Andy, I'm gonna have you go first. What did you take away from this case? Listen, this is, I've said this in a previous case, and anytime we have this situation, I'm gonna say something similar, but divorce is costly murder is expensive it is just not worth going to jail for the rest of your life because you don't want to be in this marriage anymore at the end of the day we named this case like no true motive there really wasn't a true motive here like Mm -hmm. you know seriously she didn't want to be obviously she didn't want to be in her marriage anymore Mm -hmm. she liked alan but that probably wasn't even gonna pan out manifest into anything like are you serious and then a hundred thousand dollar life insurance policy girl please kids one kid is more than a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> okay and she had more than one yeah, so i mean there's just no real motive here but at the end of the day it's very clear that she didn't want to be in her marriage anymore mm-hmm. and if that's the case like girl go get a divorce please get a divorce It is. it does cost money Mar- mm-hmm. divorce is not cheap mm-hmm. but you can get one And you can still have your life. He can still have his life. Mm -hmm. And your kids can have both their parents because now these children are left without a mother and a father. For what? Because you had a moment of passion. Like, really? With a guy that was like, I really did not even care. Did was like, she was a best, a friend with benefits. Okay. And, and he was, he was going to stay true to the cold. He wasn't going to snitch on you. But at the same time, he acted like y'all were nothing. He was a manager at a fast food <laughs> restaurant. And there's no shade there because like, listen, he was, he was on his grind. Get it how you But did. like, Edwin was like doing his thing too. Like, what were you, what were you chasing? Mm. Like, really, what were you chasing at the end of this day? What were you chasing? What were you chasing? It's just, you know, a moment of passion. Guys, emotions are fleeting. Like, the way you feel about something or someone in the, this moment can change in the very next. Commitment is why your marriage works. It is not how you feel. Some days I don't like my husband and some days I do. But I am committed to this thing that I said I was going to do on August 6, 2011. Right. And that is why I'm here. Right. And so, you know... And if that ever changes for somebody, like, if you ever in a marriage and that changes, the answer is not murder. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that we have to say that is just incredible to me. But my takeaway is very similar to MD's, but while in most of our cases we're able to see the red flags, we weren't in this case. Like, we didn't really know based off based upon the snapshot that we saw of their relationship we didn't really know if edwin saw some things inside of her or you know maybe looked at some text messages or what we don't know what those red flags are but i can guarantee you 100% take it to the bank yeah that there were some red flags and um MB and i were talking and without you know revealing anybody's business it's it's just you when you see those red flags Take them seriously. No, believe them. I think, you know, it's just like when somebody shows you who they are, we've all heard this saying, mm-hmm. when somebody shows you who, are they, who they are, believe that person. Right. And then act. It's not just believe that person. Because I think many of us will stop right mm-hmm. here. We're like, okay, I believe you. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. But then we don't act accordingly. Right. We must take the information and the knowledge that somebody's giving us about who they are and then govern ourselves According, According to, to what they shared with us right. about them. And and you're right, like we don't know what those red flags were, but there were red flags. Latoya had red flags and um Edwin, you know, chose to overlook those mm-hmm. red flags. And and we all do that. So it's no shade on no. Edwin because we've all done it. We've all we all do it, but but and and nor should when we do that it result in murder ever. Right. Right. <laughs> but in this particular case, mm-hmm. it did. And it's very unfortunate because, you know, it's just, it should never end. You overlooking a red flag should never end in your death. Or somebody's death. Like, you should, I did an episode where I said, take all threats seriously. Act as if it would. Right, act as if if I and I feel like we're so consumed in giving people the benefit of the doubt that we don't understand that people can just be outright evil, and even the best person or the the, the, the best person you know can consider murder if pushed. You Ser- know, like seriously. So take it seriously. Yeah. I saw I saw a Netflix show and I can't even remember the name of it, but like like it was um, the the main character was saying everybody can commit murder given Mm -hmm. the right set of circumstances. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, you don't want to believe that that's in you, that you're capable of that. But Mm -hmm. we are, like, all capable of it. And so that's why you have to make sure you don't put yourselves in situations like that. Mm -hmm. But I also, uh, you know, think, go follow your gut. And, like, just even within this case, a police officer saw that hat, Pick that hat up, didn't understand necessarily why that hat was important, but Mm -hmm. that hat was the catalyst to be able to convict LaToya. Like at the end of the day, the knowledge of not sharing the information about that hat to the public, Mm -hmm. picking that hat up and and putting it to the side and saying, this may be important later down the road. And then that being the very thing that helped them to recognize and put the pieces together to say, Hey, LaToya was the culprit. So like, all that to say you too follow your gut just Mm. like they did you too follow your gut we all have that feeling where we're like something's not right right." and just pay attention to that be be mindful of that you know think through that discern that like what does that mean Mm -hmm. sit with that process that pray about that because you don't have that feeling for no for no reason and you may not be able to fully understand Mm -hmm why you have that feeling right now, Mm -hmm. but eventually you will. I mean, there are things that I can look back at different relationships and go, oh my gosh, like I totally see why that didn't work. Like I couldn't understand it fully in the moment, Mm -hmm. but like removing myself and getting further away from it gave me more clarity when you're in it when you're up on it you can't see it clear when you remove yourself and you're able to sit back and just look at it Mm -hmm. in a very non-biased way Mm -hmm. you're able to understand that maybe that gut feeling you had maybe that makes sense now right right and so we say all of this just to say you know we hope that our takeaways like help you to think through Like, if not for a present situation, maybe for a future situation or maybe for a friend or a family member, you can, like, say, hey, listen, like, listen to this episode. Yeah, because this could happen. This could be you. This this is you and I don't really want to say it. shit. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Just listen. Right, just listen. So that is our episode for today. We hope that you guys subscribe to our subscribers fan group. You if get you to did, hear, you got to hear this episode early. You got early. to hear this episode early. How lucky are you? As well as other bonus features um, right. that we drop in there that may or may not have anything to do with Glenn. Right. So we will see you guys soon. Bye.